Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's 8 o'clock, Anjane. Coming up, utter destruction. It went from, you know, paradise to the complete opposite really quick. We're live in Hawaii where the death toll from those wildfires is rising. Search and rescue teams working around the clock amid new stories of survival. It's like I, I get a hide and I'm sitting up there watching Lahaina burn. Building after building after building after building. We're on the front lines with the very latest. Then, full circle moment, the remarkable story of a doctor and patient who share a special bond after he cared for her as a baby, and now she's working by his side. They're here to talk about their one-of-a-kind relationship. Plus, hip-hop hooray, the music that defined a generation celebrating a major milestone today as hip-hop turns 50. We'll go old school with look back at some of the genre's biggest names and greatest moments today, Friday, August 11th, 2023. Welcome back, everybody. The crowd is ready. Lots of smiles on those faces out there. And we are so happy to have you with us. But let us get started on a Friday morning with your news at 8 o'clock. Those relief efforts are ramping up in Hawaii, where there was another staggering increase in the wildfire death toll overnight. NBC's senior national correspondent Tom Yamas joins us now from Maui with the very latest, including new images of this catastrophe as it unfolded. Tom, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. We are on the west coast of Maui right now, and just behind me, those police cruisers you see in the distance, that's a checkpoint. They're only allowing utility crews and emergency vehicles into Lahaina. That is ground zero for this disaster. And you're right, we do have new video of the chaotic moments when that wildfire took so many by surprise. This windy weather you're seeing this morning, along with this bone-dry brush, is a reason why that inferno ignited. This morning, some of Maui's breathtaking views, now a hellscape of ash and debris. The devastating wildfire taking everything in its march from the mountains to the sea. This new video showing the moments the inferno took over just days ago. Residents racing to escape, so many losing their homes and their lives. I'm sitting up there watching Lahaina burn. Building after building after building after building, trees, school, church, gas stations exploding, boats exploding, propane tanks exploding. May Lee lived in the once thriving and historic community of Lahaina. She showed me videos of her neighborhood, gone. And at night, she's haunted by the images of her neighbors running for their lives. People are running past me with dogs and babies and bags, just crying, crying, skateboarding down the street, running. Everybody's like, just charging. The new images of the destruction and the rising death toll have so many in a state of shock 
and sadness. But amid the heartbreak, there are the helpers. The U.S. Coast Guard launching these response boats after many were forced to jump into the sea and tread water for hours. The War Memorial Gymnasium in Maui, a place of refuge where thousands have gathered. Part-time Maui resident Oprah Winfrey, also there, seen chatting with volunteers and residents. It's a little overwhelming. I came earlier just to see what people needed and then went shopping. And at the Maui airport, tourists are still living, eating and sleeping anywhere they can. These two couples from Arkansas and Maryland will spend 36 hours camped out in baggage claim. The wives sleeping in golf travel bags. Is it comfortable? Better than the floor. But they realize they are the lucky ones. It's very sad. We saw these people. They worked at the hotel that we were at, and they all had stories. They were all wonderful people. And it's still unclear what exactly caused this wildfire that has killed more than 50 people here in Hawaii. When you speak to residents of Lahaina who survived this, they'll tell you they believe that death toll will be much higher. And Savannah, when you see all of these images, everything we've seen so far, it's incredible anyone survived. It's astonishing to see what was there a few days ago is now just totally lost. Tom, thank you very much. I want to turn now to Dr. Reza Dinesh, who runs the Urgent Care Center and mobile clinic, Moto Mobile Doctors. And he raced into action this week to treat survivors of those wildfires. I mean, you're a doctor who makes house calls, Dr. Reza. That's how everybody knows you there. Tell me what you saw, what you encountered. Uh, Which day are you talking about? (laughs) The first day when you first came upon it. Yeah, so um, the first day, and uh, first of all, thank you for having me and covering the story here. This is like pretty um, intense uh, moment for us, everyone in, in Maui, and probably one of the biggest disasters to hit the whole islands of uh, Hawaii and the state. Um, but the, the night before is when we started getting warnings that we had high wind uh, advisories, and we get a lot of uh, warnings in Maui all the time, high surf advisory, um, flash flood warnings. We've even had warnings from you know North Korea sending a bomb here potentially. Um, so we had this warning that there might be some fires, and we're used to those. We see brush fires all the time, and most people I heard were starting to evacuate, which was kind of rare. I've never seen that happen. Um, but I think overnight we just didn't hear anything from Lahaina. And I think that's where the power signals went down. And in the morning when I woke up to go to work, I had no idea what was happening in Lahaina. And I thought in my heart and gut to kind of just go out there and take a look. I know the roads were closed. I asked for some uh, advice and the mayor's office allowed us to go through with my mobile unit that had started um, and a nonprofit called Moto for the People. And I started getting text messages from some of the EMS people, paramedics and firefighters that there's bodies on the ground, like lots. And that was kind of disturbing and it was just kind of surreal. And, and they're like, doc, there's bodies on the ground there. And I checked into the ER, they're like, now nah, we're stable. We have some burn victims for sure. They evacuated a few people, but um, within like an hour and a half, two hours, I got my nurses and team and somewhat closed my clinic, but made it just open to anybody uh, that needed it and made it free for the whole week that anybody that needed anything. And when we went out there, I had no idea what I was dealing with. But when we first got there and got through, um, it was devastating. It felt like a war zone and it was still fresh. I could see trees burning. I could feel the smoke. I could feel the heat. And it was basically like like another pandemic to explain it. It was a ghost town, very apocalyptic. And as our mobile unit was driving through, we started 
seeing some people come out of the woodworks, like survivors. And they came up to us and I was like, can I help you? Do you need anything? Some needed medical attention and some were just like, I need water, I need food. And they hadn't eaten for like a day. Mm. So that was uh, providing some basic, you know, humanitarian stuff and inviting food. And some people needed medical care, but it, it was, it was shocking. And I realized how heavy it was and it didn't sink in until like the next day. And then I went back out, like what we were dealing with here on our island. Well, I mean, Dr. Rez, what, what the people there have been through is, is extraordinary. What kind of care are you able to provide now? I know that the resources are so scarce. Yeah. So, I mean, initially our uh, EMS team and, and paramedic and fire department, everyone's just done an extensive job as best as they can to evacuate the people and help the injured. As an ER doctor, I was kind of like mentally ready for battle. I had stuff for wound care, burn care, antibiotics, IV fluids. Um, but when I kind of got there, I, I realized it was a lot of like people that needed basic stuff. It was the people with chronic diseases that were going to become acute medical issues, people with seizure meds, diabetics, hypertension, People just didn't have their medication. And I just thought I'd go there and be like a good doctor and just order their meds and they could pick it up at the pharmacy. I had no idea the pharmacies were gone. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the other pharmacy that survived was closed. There's no electricity. So I had no cell phone signal. I really felt like, I, I, I don't know, it was just kind of like a movie and it wasn't real. And the patients I was dealing with, uh, just to make rapport and ask them, how are you doing? Um, have some bedside matter, ask them like how to, you know, how was it? What happened? And the stories they hit kind of really hit home. And I've seen a lot of trauma as an ER doc in 10, 15 years. I've been one. I trained at UCLA in a big trauma center, but to be here where it's been home for 12 years for me and to hear these people's stories, it, it was just devastating. And, and one or two that I just said, can I share your story with people? And it, it, it kind of caught media's attention was just like, people telling me how they escaped. It reminded me of kind of like 9-11 where people are just flying out of windows. Mm. They literally said the fire spread in 30 seconds, block to block to block. And Lahaina is very tight. It is one of like the smallest little old, cutest community um, ever. And it was the capital of Hawaii before it moved to Honolulu. But that whole front street and that whole area just burnt down. And people ran to the water. They're jumping into the ocean. They're paddling out to sea. Um, this one girl said she held onto like some, um, metal rod or something in the middle, like maybe like 30 yards out for like seven hours until, um, she was able to come back in and her friend was hanging on with her and, and her friend didn't survive oh. kind of like a Titanic story of just losing your friend next to you. It's just pets, uh, animals, just everything. Oh. Um, so it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. Very heartbreaking, Dr. Rez. I mean, you're doing incredible work out there by being a good doctor, but also being somebody who's sharing these stories and making sure they get heard so that help can be on the way. Thanks. Thank you. I know it's the middle of the night there. You must be exhausted. Thank you for your efforts. Yeah. Thank you for your time. It's very much appreciated. Of course. Right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, of course, our thoughts and our prayers are with Dr. Rez and the folks who are helping mm. there and all the folks who survived. But I just hearing him describe... Mm the scene and what people have told him. I think it's it's kind of hard for a lot of folks to get their head around what's happening right now. Well, Hawaii. he just painted a picture. Yes. And yes, I think this is a time, we need to wrap our arms around this community. It is mm. 
devastated. And so many people know it. I mean, Maui, if you've been to Hawaii, you've been lucky enough, Lahaina, people have such affection and love for this community. And that community has given so much Mm. to all of us who've gotten to visit and those who have lived there in the past. And it's time for us to give to them. Absolutely. We are going to, um, at some point here in the near future, let you know how you can help Mm -hmm. uh, those folks there in Hawaii. When we come back, though, we're going to take a bit of a turn. Pop start here on a Friday morning. Season two of Welcome to Wrexham is almost here. Carson's going to have that more. And then we've got an inspiring story. A young girl and a doctor bonded forever by her life-saving surgery when she was just a little one. 16 years later, they are now working side by side. And we're excited to talk to them and share their inspiring story. There they are right after this. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. The UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back now coming up on 817 with an amazing full circle moment for a patient and the doctor who helped save her life as a baby. 16 years later, that patient now works with that same doctor who treated her life-threatening heart condition. And she is even considering a career in pediatric cardiology. She's well on her way. We're going to talk to them both right here in just a moment. But first, their story. 17-year-old Ariana Aziz was born with a hole in her heart. The condition called atrial septal defect, or ASD, is usually not discovered until much later in life. But for Ariana, only a few months after she was born, her heart was struggling. At just 11 months old, she needed surgery to keep her alive. Pediatric cardiologist Eric Betke helped treat Ariana after surgery. Now, more than a decade later, the rising high school senior is now working alongside him. I think the relationship you have with your pediatric cardiologist is a pretty intense relationship. That intense bond is what inspired Ariana to also pursue a career in pediatrics. And she says cardiology is at the top of her list, all thanks to Dr. Fetke. He's my favorite. This is my second year doing my internship with him. And um, it's been really great to see not only from patient perspective, but as like learning under him. 
Ariana and Dr. Eric Fett here with us right now. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Thank How you. Funny. I don't know where to start here, but doctor, real quickly, what's it like when you have a, a little girl that you cared for since she was a baby, as we just saw in those pictures, yeah. now wanting to follow in your footsteps? It's, it's incredibly uplifting. You do all these things in your career, but there's nothing more rewarding than, as we were saying, seeing the future. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've talked about where we are today and where we may be tomorrow. And the best way is to go back and see where we've been from. And now to see this legacy is, is, is very uplifting. Uh, yeah. Aaron, what was it about your experience that, that inspired you to want to work alongside the doctor who helped save your life? Well, I just found it interesting um, that, like, visiting um, Dr. Fetchy for checkups and everything throughout the years, um, I really like the way that he interacts with patients, and I got to experience that um, not only from a patient um, experience, but now um, through my internship with him. So overall, the love just grew. So you're you planning to go into a career in medicine, right? Yes. What do you want to do? Pediatric cardiology right now. (laughs) I mean, that will be so remarkable because you know what it's like to be a patient and then to become a doctor. So what have you guys, what do you do in the office? What are you learning from Dr. Fetke? So I get to see different patients with him. I shadow him. Um, I've gotten to see the different tests um, like echocardiograms, EKGs. Um, so I've seen those. I've also gotten to actually like listen to patients' hearts as well. So mm. I do some examining. Um, and I hear about the history of the patient and I watch how he explains um, what the condition is and explains like how to um, like treat it yeah. and go about treatment from there on. So it's a really great experience. Dr. Fecky, I mean, listen, it sounds like she's learning a whole heck of a lot. And you're beaming with pride. Absolutely. It's it's interesting to see somebody turn it from the other side to be the recipient of the care and then think about delivering it and know you had a role in that and, and really say to yourself, well, maybe what I did did have an impact, not just enough to to help care for them as they grew up, but also to see them go on and perhaps take that forward. It's, yeah, there's, there's very few things that are as rewarding as watching a patient become a student, become a colleague for them someday. Well, you've clearly imparted more than just medical knowledge. A lot of heart in what you do, quite literally and figuratively. Ariana and Dr. Fetke, thank you so much. Keep going. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Way to go, Mom. Your mom and your brother are over there. Yeah. Way to go, Mom. Lots to be proud of. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, Mr. Roker, how about one more check of the weather, buddy? All righty, let's show you what we've got. We're looking at some severe storms up around the Great Lakes. Florida heat just continues, and that stretches right on into Texas and the southwest. We are looking for a beautiful day, Pacific Northwest, West Coast looking also. Some few internal showers around the Sierra, but other than that, looking pretty good there. That's your latest weather. Time for a Friday. Yes. Hop start. All right, we're going to start with the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. It was on this day, Friday night, party in the Bronx, 1973. The DJ Cool Herc created the breakbeat method, repeating instrumental parts of songs that, of course, eventually led to hip-hop as we know it today in honor of the genre's big birthday. The LA Times putting together the greatest moments in hip-hop history. They made a big list, and it includes the following. The 1980 release of Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. This is a song where people like Queen Latifah and Method Man credit as being the first rap song they ever heard. Also on the list, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five's 82 song, The Message, classic. That one went gold within just 11 days of being released. 
And then, of course, on the list, the partnership between Run DMC and Adidas, mm. which would go on to help mold hip-hop fashion yeah. into what it is now. Now, to celebrate the big occasion today, there is a all-star concert, also in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium tonight. Huge lineup. Headlining that, Run DMC, Snoop, wow. Kim, Ice Cube, and a bunch of <laughs> others. People flying into yeah. town for this oh, No, it's a huge oh, yeah. thing tonight. Yeah. Uh, next up, Olivia Rodrigo, hot off the heels of her Billboard number one hit, Vampire. Overnight, the Grammy winner releasing now the second single from her sophomore album. It's called Bad Idea, right? The upbeat track details the inner monologue of getting back with an ex, even though you know it's not going to end well. <laughs> and along with the drop comes a new music video. Olivia's album Guts drops September 8th. That's where when the record comes out. Yeah. Huge record. Yeah. Guess where she's going to be the morning her record comes out? Right, right here right. on the plaza for our concert. So head to today.com for more information. We're psyched to have Olivia here the day the record comes out. All right, finally, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, the co-owners of AFC Wrexham, are back with more of their soccer docuseries yesterday. FX dropping a first look at season two of Welcome to Wrexham. And there's a lot on the line from royal visitors to the risk of relegation. Wrexham is looking for a comeback story right out of the heels well, of sort of Ted Lasso yeah. and then finding this club and the community. It is more than soccer. Uh, absolutely. But it's real. Yeah, it's yeah. real. Yeah, that's and amazing. it's great. Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, season two premieres September 12th. We will all be watching. guys. Uh, OK, great. coming up next, the third hour of today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 